Hi, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to this podcast today. I appreciate it. I'm Tim Anderson, the Appraiser's Advocate. We're talking real estate appraisal, and today we're going to talk about USPAP and adjustments. Are they facts or just your opinion? USPAP does not use the word adjust or adjustments in Standard 1, the Appraisal Development Standard, or Standard 2, the Appraisal Reporting Standard. Further, USPAP does not require appraisers to make adjustments to anything at any time. Adjustments are a function of what the GSEs want from an appraisal report. They want to mitigate the risk of making a mortgage loan on a specific property, in a specific neighborhood, at a specific time, under a specific set of circumstances. So, adjustments are not rooted in any USPAP appraisal development or reporting standard. They are assignment conditions the GSEs impose, which we appraisers accept when we accept any GSE assignment. There is an art to knowing when to make an adjustment, and that skill is just as important as knowing how to make an adjustment. This podcast is not the time or place to go into either of these in any depth. I have a seminar on Appraiser eLearning's website on how to understand, make, and assess adjustments. There's a link to this in the show notes, so please check it out. USPAP's Standard Rule 2-3 makes it clear that any statement of fact in an appraisal report must be both true and correct. Why both? Why is this? Because an adjustment, when one is necessary, is a statement of fact. It must therefore be both true and correct. A statement of fact is not an opinion. It's a statement of fact. Basically, in an appraisal, the appraiser gets to express only two opinions. The first is that of highest and best use. The second is that of market value. Everything else is a statement of fact. This is so because everything else must come from the appraiser's analyses of the market. Adjustments are not a function of the appraiser's imagination, a Facebook poll, or a rule of thumb the appraiser has used uncritically for the last 20 years. It's a statement of fact simply because an adjustment must reflect the actions of buyers and sellers in a particular market at a particular time. In other words, the adjustment you make is one that must be based on the actions buyers and sellers take in any given market at any given time. Therefore, the market must be the source of any and all adjustments, thus of any and all conclusions and opinions. Because adjustments come from the actions of buyers and sellers in the market, they are statements of fact. This market provenance is what makes them facts, not guesses. This means the appraiser must be able to support them as both true and correct. Again, a statement of fact is not an opinion. An opinion is essentially an educated guess. The value conclusion is your opinion. However, the analysis, data, and work behind that value opinion are the result of the analysis and interpretation you made of the market facts. Therefore, those facts must be true and correct. The appraiser must be able to support that they are true and correct, and the report itself must communicate them to the client in that manner. Since adjustments should not be the result of a guess, they must, by elimination, be facts. 
They are conclusions the market supports, which is the support the appraiser has to make them. Adjustments such as the GSEs in vision imply a precision that the market typically does not display. For example, market participants don't know the contributory value of the individual components of the property, nor do these participants know how to extract these values from the market. Therefore, to imply that they do is incorrect and baseless. This is especially true of comparable sales from builders or the sale and purchase of really old houses. Adjustments are difficult to extract from builder sales because builders sell their new houses for as much as they can, not necessarily at their market value. Their sales prices are as much a function of accounting as anything else. Therefore, a builder's sale price may not reflect that particular property's value, but merely its market price. Because of our limitations on time, fees, and data from which to extract our conclusions, we appraisers face serious limitations. These, in turn, can bias our value conclusions. To overcome these biases, at least in part, we appraisers must put our highest and best use into analytics, inspections, photos, typing reports, etc. are the province of clerks, contractors, and trainees. These administrative jobs are typically not the highest and best use of our time, our talents, and our training. Consider your doctor. Does she handle the insurance and billing issues, or does she diagnose and treat? If we want the public to trust us, if we want the public to consider us as professionals, then why do we continue to function as administrators and clerks? Clearly, such functions are the highest and best use of trainees, contractors, and clerks, not experienced, trained appraisers. Let's close the logic loop so we end up where we began. Adjustments, when appraisers choose to make them, are facts, not opinions. Therefore, adjustments must have market support. In the report, there must be a summary of that market support. In the work file must be a complete chronicle of the market support behind that summary. So, remember, USPAP does not use the word adjustment or adjustments. Adjustments are statements of fact. Therefore, they must have market support to show that they are true statements of fact as well as correct statements of fact. Let's also remember to give the public every reason to trust us as professionals. We do this by complying with the development and reporting standards of USPAP. We do this by authoring appraisal reports that are correct, accurate, reliable, and reproducible. Remember that when you say a swimming pool contributes $12,500 to value, you're making a statement of fact to your client the client should be able to rely on. That statement of fact is that you have analyzed the market sufficiently to know that pool in that property in this market contributes $12,500 to value. You have those analyses in your work file and you have placed the summary of those analyses in the appraisal report. If an adjustment is merely a guess, if the client cannot rely on that adjustment, if a peer appraiser cannot reproduce that adjustment, why is it in the report? Why does the appraiser certify to the fact that $12,500 in contributory value is true and correct if the appraiser is unsure? 
To make an adjustment for which you have no support is low-hanging fruit. State appraisal boards and plaintiff's attorneys understand this. They will do their best to exploit these when they find such misinterpretations to be present in an appraisal and report. This exploitation will not go well for the appraiser. As we give our clients and intended users reason to trust us, we cement our position in the mortgage lending continuum. As we do that, we convince our clients that AVMs, BPOs, and evaluations simply cannot replace appraisers. If we choose not to do that, then our place in that continuum is open to question. And removing us from that continuum is the sworn goal of many of those who oppose us politically. Are we going to let them shoot us with our own ammunition? This is Tim Anderson, the Appraiser's Advocate. I want to thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I appreciate it. If I can ever be of help to you, please contact me, tim at theappraisersadvocate.com. My website is theappraisersadvocate.com, and check out my YouTube channel, The Appraiser's Advocate. But before we go, before we clear, I have a question for you. Persuasive writing motivates the client to follow your critical thinking to a logical and reasonable value conclusion. When your report leads your client where you want the client to go, there are fewer ROVs. So, are you writing persuasively? And now we're clear.